0: Get it, the Bird Show. So my therapist and Abby's therapist have one major thing, major, major difference. Mine shows up. (laughs) <laughs> Happy's going to tell you in a second that she gets ghosted by her therapist. So I wasn't even going to mention this this week because we've had so many like bummers and low points on the show that I thought, all right, you know what? I'm not even going to tell this this week. But uh, in all honesty, I, I um, closed on my new house on Monday. I was not very happy. (laughs) This is the very first time that I've ever closed on a home. You know, usually when you close, it's like, it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Starting a new chapter, right? Um, It's a whole, I like change for the most part. So it's an exciting thing. You know, you're starting a different chapter. It's a new journey and all that. And well, this is my third house now in three years. So I'm a little humiliated. (laughs) And as I was sitting there and I was signing the papers, all of the people that were in that room have been there for all three of my closings. So there were a whole bunch of jokes flying left and right as I walked in there, which I was I was joking about it also. But I felt a little foolish. But there was something about this closing that um, it just made me it, it there was no happiness about it whatsoever. Um, for those of you that don't know, my fiance and I broke up. We're both moving on with our lives. So I've been packing uh, for the last couple of days and I'm about to move into this new house this weekend. So, it's all happened really, really quickly. So I told her about that experience and she said, well, how long were you, uh, were you bummed out about it? And I said, it took me a night. And she said, that's it one night. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I woke up in the morning and you know, that was the night before. And I gave myself the night and then in the morning I was fine. I mean, can't even be bummed doing the kind of show that we do. And she said, is that common for you? And I said, yeah, being sad's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretty much get out of that crap as quick as I can and move on to something else. And she has given me the assignment to sit in sadness. Mm. That's a real bummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How <laughs> about you? I don't do that very well. I mean, I've told you guys before, I think the only time that I've really been depressed in my life was during my divorce years and years and years ago where I couldn't get out of bed. Um, But damn, I've been there, done that. (laughs) (laughs) So I do not like sitting in sadness at all.
1: Nobody likes sitting in sadness, but that's part of the healing process.
0: Does it have to be? I mean. I think so. Maybe. Maybe. Some people's mourning and sadness is longer than others. Mine can be, you know, like 45 minutes. Okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that sounds healthy. And your therapist is telling you the same thing.
2: I know. She's very negative. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, if you can somehow operate like that, then I think more power to you. But I know for me, if I don't sit in it, then I'm avoiding it. Yep. And I'm not truly healing.
3: Yeah. My therapist would call that pushing your emotions down. At least that's what she said before she goes to me. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. <laughs>
0: but okay. I mean, I am I guess I'll have to flex my sadness muscle, um, because I don't feel like sitting in okay. it and I I don't know that it's, I guess it's unhealthy. Don't
1: force yourself to feel something that you don't feel. All right. Now in your instance, I think because I, for Hopefully for most and for some, you get older, you get wiser, and you learn, and you know life is short, so why am I going to sit here and be mm-hmm. sad about something that is out of my control, so I'm going to feel sad about it right now, and then tomorrow I'll pick myself up and we're going to move on. I think that's kind of what how you're viewing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there are times when you brush past it too quickly. Probably, yep. And so it's finding that balance, right? Because you don't want to sit in something. um, Every time I've gone through a tough time, I, and I said, like, it's perfectly okay to throw yourself a pity party. You just can't live there. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you have to leave the party. And I think for you, you don't even knock on the door of the party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you? It's a, know, what a bummer in there.
2: It sucks,
1: but it's, it's, it, it, I do firmly believe it's part of the healing
3: process.
2: I think I compartmentalize as well as you do. So there's been a lot of times in my life when I've reacted the same exact way. I'll deal with it when I have to and put it off to the side. But I'm learning now that a lot of those times when I did that, I'll find myself in situations today where I am not fully prepared to handle what's coming to me because I never dealt with what I was supposed to deal with years ago. Interesting. Hmm.
4: And I've I've done that before, too, because I don't like being sad. I don't even watch sad movies because I don't want to feel that way. But then what happens down the line, like long down the line, something small will seem so massive right. because mm-hmm. I haven't realized it's all been building up slowly inside me and the
0: Like, floodgates will unleash. Or for me, sometimes it just comes out in, like, my health. Like, I can't figure out why I'm so tired or I just get sick. So I know I got to do it. It's just a muscle I need to flex, the sad muscle. Now- At least my therapist is showing up. Whereas (laughs) with Abby's, I mean, she's dealing with ghosting from a therapist.
3: Yeah, I don't have like a lot of romantic relationship trauma, but I do have therapist trauma. And I kind of joke that she ghosted me. The way that our relationship came to an end is I would be on these Zoom calls and she'd be like, I'll reach out to you to set up something. And then she never would. And I'd be like, hey, girl, I still have trauma. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, let's address that next week. So it kind of just got to the point where... I was like, I think I'm ready to move on from this therapist relationship. And also my life was leveling out to where I was going to therapy and I was kind of sitting there going, well, I don't have things to talk about. Everything's going pretty great, which is not like a fun thing to do when you're supposed to be tackling all your problems essentially, and all your trauma. And I was kind of in a place where I didn't really feel like I had much to talk about. So it was sort of like a natural ending. Um, so I took a step back from therapy and life was pretty great. I, I didn't really think too much about going going back because there was really no reason to. And I also felt like with that specific therapist, I I knew that the online therapy that she was doing was like her side hustle. Her day job was dealing with incarcerated individuals and counseling them. And it felt a lot like dating in the sense that, like, I knew, it's sort of like when when you're dating somebody and you know they're dating other people and you know those people are like out of your league and like but Like, they're dating a model. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I felt like my trauma wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're dealing with people who are in prison. And here I am complaining about my childhood wounds from middle class suburbia. It just doesn't feel, I felt like it wasn't a good match. It wasn't a good, not that it wasn't a good She's so great. I'm not here to like slander
4: her name, not that I've ever said her name, but. Well,
0: if you were committed to your therapy, then you would carjack. and then go back to her later.
4: I'm sensing a pattern because my therapist who had ghosted me or stood me up I was also the side piece. Really? It was like they're part of these clinics to fund their life, but she did so much pro bono worth, especially with youth, like younger people who had been arrested and testifying on their behalf in court. So yes, me like crying over like my relationship or whatever was nothing when she had just been on the stand to a 13-year-old who participated in a carjacking where she's defending him because of his home life. So yes, I'm starting to see a pattern here.
0: That's a really good piece of advice when you're looking for, a therapist to find out really what their focus is before you sign on.
3: Yeah, I need someone with yappy blonde girl problems, like someone who went to the university of privilege and mentally stable. So I decided to go back to therapy because the universe honestly place this perfect opportunity uh, in my way. So I do a podcast on the side where I have a lot of mental health professionals come on. Amy from New Perspectives in Atlanta is one that comes on pretty frequently. And I have a great relationship with her. I really like her. And she said, you know, I come on and I do all all this stuff for, you know, your podcast, but I would love to do like a an actual personal Um, Session with you if you're down, and I said, you know what, I actually have a lot of stuff I would like to talk about. Like I have six months of of things that I've pent up that would be really nice to just vent to somebody other than my mom for an hour. And I was a little bit nervous about going back because I'm somebody who does push down my emotions because when they come out I have a very hard time returning back to like ground zero so I'm like I know once I go back to therapy my emotions are going to come up and then I'm going to have a very hard time like mm-hmm. pushing them back down again and I don't like to be in that position because I'm a control freak I like to be in control <laughs> and if I'm not controlling control of my, my, my emotions I can't do my work and if I can't do my work then I feel lazy and then it's just like this spiral of just my life going out of control so I'm like I know I'm going to need like a second therapy session for the one that I'm going to yeah yesterday. So I lo- I logged on yesterday. Yeah, I really should have should have waited 6 months to go back to therapy. I'm realizing that now. But I went yesterday and it was really great and she spent so much time with me just letting me just like word vomit everything that I had been dealing with for the last like 3 months or so. And it was so nice that I'm like why did I not mm-hmm. go back to this because while I I don't know if it's changing, if it's going to change the trajectory of the decisions that I'm going to be making in the next couple of weeks, it was nice to explore what that could look like and reaffirm why I've made the decisions from the past couple months of some difficult things I've dealt with in my personal life. And I was like, wow, it's almost like therapy really works. Uh-huh. And it's really nice when your therapist <laughs> wants to see you. So,
0: that's where I'm at. You now. didn't get ghosted. Yay. Yay. That's a point. She likes me. (laughs) In just speaking to your like, maybe I should have gone earlier. I have never met anybody, anybody that has said I should have waited longer to go see my therapist. So if you're listening and you're like, man, maybe I should do this today. Absolutely do it today. You will not regret going to therapy early. (laughs) You already know you need it. So you might as well, you could push it off a day. You could push it off a week. You could push it off a month or a year, but you're going to end up in that office.
3: Exactly. And it definitely feels like an emotional burden has been lifted up and then and Put back down on me again. <laughs> so therapy's next week again.
0: Get it? The bird show. I don't know why it hit me last night the way it did, but it almost sent me into a mini panic attack. That Christmas is really close. Yeah, it's so is. close. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. I literally, cool. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, it's literally, right, it's literally right around the corner, man. Mm-hmm. Forty-seven sleeps. Is it forty-seven? Mm-hmm. That doesn't help.
1: I think it's because the weather's been so warm, too. It's kind of messing with your mind that it's not as close as it really is. But
0: then you look at the calendar, and that, that doesn't mm-hmm. lie. I'm assuming that the three of you, Abby, Cassie, and Kristen, have already bought presents for some people on your Christmas list.
4: Yes.
3: I just got my Christmas jammies yesterday. No. No? Okay. I'm, I'm surprised first by that.
0: No. Mm-mm. My present was done for you.
3: You got me a gift?
0: Months ago. The what? I saw it. Got it.
3: Thank you for the heads up. So now I can get you a gift no, and not feel awkward. <laughs> supposed to happen.
0: Oh, no, sorry. We got, we got rules. What are the rules?
3: We do
1: a secret Santa because our staff got so big. And then also during the pandemic, people um, were struggling as far as like with other members in their household. And we have, we we started doing a secret Santa and that way you buy one person a gift and it's $25.
0: That's stupid. Um, I remember when I got lots of presents. <laughs> (laughs) Yep. How about when you bought him puppies?
1: Yeah, I know. We don't do that anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you get to uh. give puppies and you're like, okay, that's the last time we Uh. can do that.
1: Puppies (laughs) was when we were still giving each other, like everybody was giving each other gifts.
0: Uh, The one I saw for Abby was too good. So I'll do it on the side. Okay. Okay. Yay! But it's it's really good.
4: Oh, now we're doing side piece secrets, (laughs) Santa. All
0: right. Let's get to Eve here. She needs some closure. I mean, she went where most people don't go. And that is like hooking up with your bestie, man. Hey, Eve. Hey. Good morning. Okay, tell us the story and why you need closure now.
5: Okay, so yeah, like you said, I I did date my best friend, Sean. Um, And I don't know. I mean, like, at first, we were just friends. Like, we were really good friends for about a year. And we were, like, dating other people, and it was, you know, no big deal. And then one night we were drinking, and Sean and I kissed. And at first I was like, Oh, maybe that, you know, maybe it was nothing, but then he started seeing someone else and I was like, Oh no, I have feelings for Sean. (laughs) Um, so I told him and he ended that relationship he was in and we dated for two months. Yeah. And then out of what honestly like felt like nowhere, he just broke up with me and, I asked why and he said that he liked me too much which honestly like doesn't yeah it doesn't make any sense to me um so I was super devastated honestly and I was confused and so I distanced myself and I hadn't talked to him and it's been a couple months and I still am like reeling from this like I just I don't know what happened and I want to know why, like why this happened and why he dumped me.
0: Okay, let's chew on this for just one second. The reason here, the reason that I like you too much, because it feels like Mm -hmm. in most cases, a very ninth grade reason to break up with somebody like you're just looking for an excuse. But here we are as adults and it can happen. Like maybe he felt too strongly because you guys have this history.
5: Yeah, maybe. I mean, but wouldn't that be like better,
4: you know, that we already like and knew each other so well? and I do like, think so, yes. I don't know. Yes, I do. It, mm-hmm. it might mean that he feels like she's endgame and that he really loves her and can see a life with her and he's not ready for that yet. That
3: could be. I feel like this is a little delusional. I feel like this is the kind of thing that your friends tell you when you go through a breakup and they want to make it any reason except for you. Mm. Eve... When you say he liked you too much, do you did you feel like in those two months, did you feel like this guy's really, really into me as to where it could be plausible that he does just like you too much? And yeah, we were
5: having a really good time. Like, I I did think he really liked me, but I don't know. Like, when you said he liked me too much, I was worried that that was, like, you're saying, like, it was, like, as a friend or something. I don't know.
2: Though I, I do really hate that as a reason. Um, I could see how... Adding on to what Kat said earlier, that maybe because he had just got out of a relationship and then you guys were friends, it was a lot going on for him at that time, and he probably just wasn't ready to process it at all. And he maybe didn't want to hurt your feelings because you were a friend, so that was the best he could come up with. That, that I can see happening. Or let me throw this out there also, because you guys were, quote unquote, best friends,
0: right? So you have a, history, a deep history with this guy.
1: Well, she said, right, I had a best right. friend, Sean, for about a year before we started dating. So, I mean, how long have you guys been like besties?
5: Yeah, it was a year before we started dating. So I mean, they have they don't have a history
0: there. Yeah, okay, because bestie to me means like you guys have known each other for a really long time. So, all right, that's that's off the table. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah.
1: Really close, though. All right. We well, we were really close. We like did everything together. Yeah. So I don't know. It was close. And I'm sure it's a shock to the system that you did everything together, and now all of a sudden, poof, he's not there. yeah, Exactly.
0: All right, so Tommy, our show director, reached out to Sean, um, and he was a little reluctant to talk to Tommy. So Tommy had him put it together in an email. So we got answers for you. So you just got to hang out a couple of minutes and we will read what he said, okay? Okay. Okay. Closure call coming up next. Get it. The bird Show. Well, they just couldn't keep it in their emotional pants.
3: Whoa. <laughs> okay, then.
0: <laughs> emotional pants and probably physical pants. Um, they were best friends for like a year. Um, and I will say this. Mo, I don't know if this is your experience, but I certainly have been this guy. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That I have been friends with women hoping someday... That there's just going to be a little opening.
2: I'm going to slip through it. And this might have been him, too. Yeah, I did I definitely did that. I only did it once though, because being in a friend zone is not fun. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's worth waiting. To be.
0: Yep. And then faking like when they're having a bad time in their relationship and you're like the shoulder to lean on. Oh, it's okay. I'm so sorry to hear that. But half of you in your head are like, oh man, this is my chance. <laughs> this, is, <laughs>
3: this is not breaking news for women. We know what y'all are uh-huh. up to. We can sense it and we're just uh-huh. hoping that uh you get the message that it's gonna keep it in the friend zone. And then there's always that awkward
1: moment when you do decide to like make your feelings known, and then we have to to sit there and be like, "You yeah, just really did." No, no, I don't,
0: no. don't want to give all guys a bad rap. Most of them aren't pigs like Mo and I. Uh, there are a couple <laughs> of guys out there that are authentic and are really your friends, and they want to keep it right there. But they're few and far between. But okay. this is
1: why the whole argument existed and started in the with the movie when Harry met Sally. That people of the opposite sex, and if that's what you're attracted to, can't be friends.
2: I always believe at least one party is attracted to the other. Really, I do. Oh, like I, it, I think it's very rare that you find two people of the opposite sex and then just friends and no one would take more if the opportunity came. One has to be really heinous because uh, if there's any kind of physical
0: attraction at all at some point if it's equal and you're attracted then it's going to happen Yep. unless one's super ugly
1: <laughs> okay so that's the key finding an ugly friend
0: yep at least we'll one you, of them yeah I just <laughs> want to <laughs> let you know that if you have a guy friend and he hasn't made a move on you he thinks you're stupid you're really ugly oh <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson this morning alright Eve are you ready for this so Eve calls us up uh, she had been hanging out with this dude for a year they got really really close friends and then they decide to go next level. She was telling us a little while ago that things were going great for like a month or two and then all of a sudden dude's like, my feelings are too strong for you. I can't do it. And then he just bails and she's thinking that can't be it right there. So she wanted our help to reach out to her best friend slash concubine and see... Jeez. Oh, <laughs> control. <Coming strong. laughs> I don't know what just kicked in. I don't know. Um, so Tommy did just that. Eve, are you ready for the results?
5: Yes, I want to hear him. Let's
6: see it. All right. So I reached out to Sean. I called him and I didn't want to mess anything up or incorrectly relay what he said. So after our conversation, I asked him to email it to me. And this is what the email says You asked for brutal honesty. However, I've been 100% honest with her, it's not a cliche. It really was a it's not you, it's me situation. I it. I told her that I had to walk away because I liked her too much. This is 100% the truth. Hmm. It is true that I developed feelings for her several months before we started dating. They were feelings I'd been fighting. When we did start dating, my feelings for her were so strong and so immediately... And so immediate, it was overwhelming. What? What are you doing?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he said they're feelings I have been fighting. And so in my head, I go, I can't fight this feeling <laughs>
6: anymore. you <So we're>, <laughs> <laughs> <REO> idiot wagon. <laughs> but things were a bit more complicated for me than just strong feelings. Before even our friendship turned into what it did, I'd come out of a relationship that was miserable. I stayed in it too long, just hoping it would work, and also not wanting to hurt her. When we finally broke up, it was awful. The fighting and the anger was something I never wanted to go through again. So, when my feelings for Eve were so strong, so fast, and seemed to be felt by her also, I knew that it was going to become very serious quickly. I couldn't do that to either of us, so I had to stop it. I don't know if I made the right decision. I probably didn't. I don't know. I just don't want to hurt either of us. I guess I didn't do a very good job. (laughs) Hmm. All right. So there's good news and bad news here. Um,
0: I think this is really cute. Yeah. Uh, He has fallen for Hmm. you big time, but um,
1: he's unemotionally ready. He's still, he's still trying to deal with the, with his previous relationship and how it ended. He's actually wanting to work on himself before committing himself to somebody else, which is highly refreshing. So stupid. (laughs)
0: Life is short. short.
1: Um, says the man whose therapist told him to sit in it and you can't. Yeah.
0: That's the last time I'm seeing her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I guess he's trying to do the right thing here. Um, he definitely does have a muscle I don't have. Uh, and that's called discipline. Um, but he he has really, really strong feelings for you.
1: Are you willing to give him time, Eve? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm happy to hear that he has strong feelings,
5: but it kind of just feels like as soon as it was getting good, he ended it. And I I don't know. I'm scared that that'll happen again
3: in the future. Eve, I wouldn't get back together with him if I were you. And here's why. This is a perfectly logical and reasonable explanation for why he broke up with you. Why could he not have said that to your face? I think he has so much more to work on if he doesn't have the communication to be able to tell you how he's really feeling. For him to give you a BS answer... He didn't. He told her. I I, I like you too much. That's that's so juvenile. But it's true. But But it's it's true. true. It's true, but to me, to leave somebody that you feel so strongly about with just such like a blanket statement, to me, feels very emotionally immature. And this is an emotionally mature response, like him feeling like he wanted to break things off because he didn't want to hurt her, I think is perfectly reasonable. And I think that's great. But I I do not feel like he has the skill set yet to be able to handle any kind of conflict in the future because he's just going to give you blanket statements that he thinks are going to be enough for you when he should have given you the full truth. He should have delved in more. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't completely disagree with Abby. If I were in your shoes, I would have wanted that from him. But I've also learned in life that sometimes, a person can't necessarily communicate exactly what they're feeling because they don't know exactly what they're feeling. And it mm-hmm. sounds like he probably genuinely needed time to process exactly what he was fighting because there was a lot going on at once. And I actually think that's rare in a man to be able to do that in a way that he did. And if you do still have something there, it might not uh, be a bad thing to pursue it. I just don't know how, like,
0: if he has these kind of strong feelings and she has these strong feelings, I don't know how you turn that off for a couple of months.
1: I mean, but he's, I think because of this bad past relationship, he needs a moment to himself. And I think that you guys can come back from this. You just got to give him a little bit of time. There's nothing wrong with hitting the pause button.
0: So what does she do now? Does she reach out and say, hey, I know what's up? Or does she just let it go?
1: Um, hmm. I wouldn't reach out.
3: Yeah, I don't think I would either. I wouldn't reach out.
2: No, I think if he wants to pursue this, if then he should reach out. I think yeah. the ball's in his court. Agreed.
3: I completely agree. I wouldn't get back together with him until he can bring this to you and express to you in full why he did what he did. Yeah,
0: I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, at least you got some answers now, and he wasn't entirely lying. No, not He wasn't all. lying at all?
5: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Okay. Mm. Bye-bye, Eve. Bye-bye. I'm
1: sorry, Eve.
0: Bye-bye. That uh, ain't sad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, because, yeah, just to hear, like, I, lo- I love you and I'm falling for you so fast uh. that it's it's terrifying me and I have to hit a How do you put, put the brakes on that? How do
0: you put the brakes on that? If you really know. love somebody, you can't put the brakes on that. You
1: take he- your right foot down and you put
3: up <laughs> on it ever so slightly. He took yeah. that brake and he went, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he really oh. slammed oh. the brakes on that. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the tent between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP and you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby.
2: Get it. The Burt Show.
0: All right. I have got a challenge for you guys. I am willing to give $50 if we cannot answer it correctly. This is based on what Abby was telling us earlier. Here's what I would like. You guys got to participate in this. I would like you guys to tell us all the things that went wrong before your wedding. Like the universe was telling you, do not marry this guy. Do not marry this woman because so many things went wrong. You tell us what happened, and then the five of us have to guess if you guys are still together or not. Okay? If the three or five of us, if the majority, we'll take the majority answer. Mm -hmm. If we guess it right, uh, they get nothing. If we guess it wrong, they get fifty bucks. Gotcha. Okay. One eight five five show Because I do I wonder if the universe works this way where it's telling you, I'm gonna put all these obstacles in front of you before your wedding day. You should not marry this person.
1: Some people will look at it as signs and other people will just look at it as, you know, coincidences and obstacles. <laughs> And if you can overcome that, then you'll be able to overcome anything in your relationship.
0: Now, Abby was telling us earlier, this just pertained to a bridal shower.
3: Yes, but trust me, these people are meant for each other. To me, that has nothing to do with the relationship. I'm just wondering if we just shouldn't have a bridal shower, period. Or maybe we do just have to lower our expectations and do it in the back room at Chili's, which you know what? I love a fajita. (laughs) I wouldn't hate it too much. But as somebody who has a breakup podcast, I'm a full believer in bad omens. And I have seen some of the same bad omens show up before People's weddings, or before people have decided to like take the next step in their relationship, and the one that I've seen, I think at least three times with just three different stories on mine, was that somebody's puppy died. Ooh. Uh, mm. three different yeah. times before the breakup happened. So if your puppy died, might uh, that's how I'm going right. to know? That is if, like the worst of all oh,
0: <laughs> right. worst. Like, didn't you were nervous because I mean, and this happens. This is not a sign or anything, but it was supposed to be like a really crappy day in Lexington when you got married, right? And the clouds like parted and it was beautiful. But no, by the no
1: it was like that. So, the Saturday we got married, it was cold and it was raining all day long, right before we right, right before we exchanged our vows. Now, like the day before, when we went to the racetrack, it was sunny, it was beautiful, it was amazing. It was literally within 24 hours, the temperature dipped like 20 degrees and it literally poured and it was right before we were about to take pictures and like, yeah, the skies parted and we had like, I wouldn't say beautiful weather, but... Weather conducive to have a wedding outside.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Tommy says that we're having some problems with our phone, so let's try to get through these. Hey, Michael, okay, tell us the series of things that happened before your wedding that could be interpreted as the universe telling you not to get married. Then we're going to try to guess if you're still married or not.
6: So, when we went to go get our marriage lessons, they must my name wrong, and we had to go back and redo it. <gasps> okay. And uh and also, our wedding planner wasn't giving us any info on what was going
0: on with our wedding. Okay.
6: Mm. That's it? Those are the two? Did you yeah. and Kristen have the same wedding? wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking oh, that. No. Okay, those two.
0: I, I think I, you guys are still married. Yeah, I think you get past that.
3: You got married. Yeah, I, I think they still got married because they went back to go get the second marriage yeah. license.
0: Now, the question is, are they still married? That's what the 50 bucks is based uh,
3: on. I think they're still married.
0: Still married. Still married? Yeah, still married. We're all going with still married. <laughs> Yes, so we're still married. Yay! Still married.
1: You win because you have love on your side.
0: There you go. Hey, good for you, but you get nothing. <laughs> it's weird to cheer that they don't get any money. You get love. Right. You get a spouse. <laughs> all right, Rachel, uh, line them up for us. What went wrong before your wedding day where the universe was telling you, don't do it, don't do it, but you did it anyway. And we're going to guess if you're still married or not.
5: Okay, so two days before our wedding when all the guests were arriving to Atlanta, I-85 collapsed.
0: Oh, I remember. Was this the fire, like on the bridge?
5: Yes. Yeah. But that's not all. So um, the same day that night, there there were some bad storms. So a bunch of my family didn't have power where they were staying that night. And then um, the next day, when the rest of the guests were arriving, there was a bomb threat at the major hotel downtown. And so they couldn't get into, like, a lot of them were just circling downtown Atlanta. They couldn't get into the hotel. And then, of course, our liquor store where we were picking up all of our alcohol for the wedding was right next to the 85 bridge collapse. So <laughs> the, the day before the wedding, my fiancé, um, the groom, had to go, like, you know, around about to get all of that. Um, but then we had the wedding, and... He woke up the next day with a horrible sinus infection and was <laughs> no. sick. He was sick the entire honeymoon, um, and the last <laughs> night of our honeymoon, um, we had this um, crow's nest on the top of our the house we rented in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, and we were this sounds so cheesy, but we were stargazing, uh-huh. like laying on the benches to just watch the stars, yeah. and we fell asleep. Well, I woke up to him standing over me with a completely busted face. <gasps> he had rolled off the bench and just slammed his face <laughs> into the ground. And he spent the whole night with a nonstop nosebleed. And it's been our whole last day of the honeymoon on some other island with this doctor who, I mean, it was just horrible. He had to have his whole face bandaged up. Um, everyone was like, what? happened like he got in a fight or something but it wasn't that it, and he still has a i mean he ended up with scars and i mean it was crazy but
0: okay so that's the, what you, happened. the universe was clearly telling you guys not to get married especially with the alcohol situation <laughs> um, <laughs> the
2: universe like what else i gotta do
0: right? <laughs> right. Collapsing hey, are you kidding me <laughs>
2: Listen, are they still
0: married yes they are they are married cassie says yes mo i hope so Oh, for sure. It can only go up from there. We're all saying you're still married. Yeah. Okay. Hey, congratulations. But but you get no cash. (laughs) Uh, But congratulations. Great story, also. Thank you for calling. Great. It's the Burt Show. Get it? The Burt Show. Some of you women are ready to fight in combat right now. Let's go. Put my gun in my hands. I'm going to defend my country. Others? <laughs> <laughs> not so much
4: so a while ago Abby and Kristen brought to the table there was a, it was going around that women were going to be drafted into the military and Gen Z was essentially like nope, no thank you, can't, no can do and y'all brought in some great comments I got an email from a listener I emailed with sometimes uh, Gigi from Wisconsin and she said good morning Cassie a while ago Abby brought to the show reasons why young women can't and shouldn't get drafted and it was hysterical Here's a take from my generation. This is my group, 100%, and we are ready to step up. Thought it'd be fun to share. Love you guys. So she sent a video from Candy Davis, and this went viral on TikTok, and God bless Kaylee. There's a lot of gum smacking in this video. Candy has apologized for it. He's edited out most of it, but this is all the reasons why Gen X and older are ready to go to the battlefield.
6: Ladies 18 to 26, hope you're ready to get drafted.
8: Listen, I don't claim to know how the world works, but I do know you're barking up the wrong tree. Why are you going after them little girls when there is an entire generation of angry and ready-to-go menopausal women? We're ready. (laughs) You don't even need to draft us. Just let us know where we need to be and when. We all got minivans. We can carpool. None of us have slept in years. So I'm ready to take the night shift. I'm burning up hot all night anyway. I'm up going pee. Give me a gun and put me out for post. I drink my coffee black as death. So I will not be trying to hunt some Starbies to get a pumpkin spice latte somewhere out in the desert. I've raised my kids. I'm mad at my husband most days. Let's go. I got nothing to lose i have so much pto at work right now they're trying to buy it back from me and pay me to take more time off i'm good i'm good for like a while you can send me place little girls don't need to go they got a lot going on they have counseling appointments they're in school they've got their little boyfriends and stuff like that we got nothing going on gen x women who raise themselves we are out here ready to go What are you doing? My husband has has sleep apnea. You think I'm not ready to see some action on the battlefield? I've had two C-sections and a hysterectomy. I don't even need to take like period equipment, no tampons, no pads. I'm good, put me out there. I had a cell phone that I had to tap 422 times just to write the words, thank you. You think I can't figure out how to work a gun? I will. You know how they tell young women when they're out and about and they're in danger to find a mom? Find a mom and they'll help you. Let's go. I'm here. I'm the mom. You found me. Let's go. Put me in. I'm here. I volunteer as
7: tribute. Let's go.
0: (laughs) I'm really curious, you know, and if there are dudes listening that are in the military, I would like to ask you guys this question. Uh, It's going to get a little serious for a second. Uh, And we can put you on the voice disguiser. 1-855-BIRT-SHOW. What are your real feelings about, like, being in action next to a woman? Are you down with it? Uh, Would you rather not, or are you much more open to the idea? I asked this question years ago, and it was pretty across the board, but this was 15 years ago, and I'm wondering if it's the same now. So if you're a guy and you're in the military, would you want a woman by your side in that foxhole, or would you rather it just be dudes?
1: Well, considering my brother married a fellow Marine. I'm going to say he's going to want his wife right there next to him.
4: (laughs) I feel like it's, I mean, I'm not in the military and I've never even come close. I can't even do a push-up, but still, (laughs) I feel like it's a mental state. Like, I feel like the women I've seen in the military match the men's mental state. It's a type of person. Mm -hmm. Like, I would want that woman by my side, but I wouldn't want someone like me who's soft and couldn't do it the same way I wouldn't want a a guy who's soft and couldn't do it. So I don't know. I wonder if it's more about the mental state and Mm -hmm. are you committed and are you ready to get out there versus gender
0: you ever see that special ops lioness man those bees are bad asses <laughs> i want zoe zaldana right next to me for sure <laughs> 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 But i remember years ago asking the same question uh because i can't remember what the exact date was where they said okay women are now going to be able to hold a gun they're going to be able to be on the battlefield front lines Front lines, yes. And dudes called up, uh, not even on the voice disguiser. So they're like, yeah, I'm ready to talk about this. Absolutely not. And it wasn't an emotional thing. and It wasn't a mental. It was strictly for physical reasons. Mm, you said that was across the board? That the men felt that uh, way? Across the board, yeah. So if you're in the military and you're a dude, how do you feel about that now? One eight five five 855 Hey, Steven. Hey, how's
2: it going? Good. All right, P1 here. Love you guys. Hey, I spent 21 years in the Army. And I want to tell you firsthand, I have no issue serving with women uh, in the military. I think for a lot of guys that are in like those special ops fields, it creates a little bit of uh, anxiety because say you're captured or something like that and torture and things of that nature. But just on a regular realm yeah, no issue
0: whatsoever. Look, women have a way higher pain tolerance level than dudes do. So if they're captured compared to uh, it, me, I'm out. In the first thirty seconds, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't know what pill I'm supposed to have on my cheek, but I am uh, I'm, I'm dying right here right now. Women can take that. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get to Ashley here in just one second. Put her on hold, please she's
1: a female medic
7: in the military hey
0: Ashley good morning
7: good morning
0: okay so how do you feel about this whole thing
7: um so actually me and my ex-husband met in the military we were medics in the army and he was allowed to go to the front lines and I was not because even though I'm a medic and well now I'm a nurse um, I'm you know I'm medically inclined to be able to help them however Getting a 200 plus man to be able to trust that a 5 foot 3, mm. you know, 130 pound woman would be able to carry them off the battlefield. Don't get me wrong, I was trained to carry a 250 plus man because that's how much your year weighs, but it doesn't matter because they wouldn't put women on the front line anyway. They'd just keep them back at camp and just, you know, take on all the casualties and stuff like that because. Men just—they don't trust women, and I—I I mean, I don't—I don't blame them because if you're—if I'm a man and I'm looking at me, mm. and you're five foot three, I'm like, how can you get me off the battlefield right. when there's gunfire everywhere? You know. But you want to be there. But absolutely, I wanted to be there. I—I I volunteered to go to Guantanamo Bay, which was. Um, the Prisoner of War. And mm-hmm. my husband at the time was like, absolutely not. And I'm like, why not? They need people there. Why can't I go there? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Get it. The bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the bird Show's entertainment buzz. Actress
3: Jeanette McCurdy is opening up about deciding to get her eggs frozen despite the fact that she does not wanna become a mother. So Gen Z knows Jeanette McCurdy from the hit TV show on Nickelodeon iCarly. You might know her better from her recent memoir that came out, I'm glad my mom died. And so she has a new podcast now uh, called Hard Feelings and she was talking about how, how she knows she doesn't wanna have kids. She says, I do not feel in any way, shape or form like I want kids. I cannot imagine a world in which someday I want kids. But she is making the decision to freeze her eggs because she says, I'm also open to changing my mind. I have changed a lot as a person in my years so far, and I hope to continue changing. What I don't want to happen is for me to turn 40 and realize, shoot, I want kids now, and I don't have enough eggs to make it happen. Let me
0: ask you ladies a question, specifically maybe even you here, Abby, Hmm. Um, because here we are now in 2023, and it used to be a time where if you told a woman told somebody that they didn't want to have kids, I think people used to think, what's wrong with you, all right? That's what you're put on this earth to do, right? Is that stigma still around, or are we past all that?
1: No, the stigma is still there, but I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be. Um, As a mom myself, I, you know, I applaud any woman who knows herself and makes that choice. Like, kids are not the end-all, be-all. Like, there's other ways to find fulfillment in your life that doesn't include a child. That's not to say not having a kid can't bring you the fulfillment that you're looking for. Um, But in this instance, I just looked up how old Jeanette McCurdy is, and she's 31. And I applaud her for recognizing like, hey, you know, I might change my mind. And I was the same way in my early 30s. You know, maybe we'll have kids, maybe we won't. I really didn't know, but I was very much on the we're not having kids right now. And then that clock started ticking big time. And I completely changed my mind. And I've had numerous friends who were in the same boat. One friend, adamant, she wasn't having kids. All of a sudden, that flip got, you know, that switch got flipped and she did. So to be in your 30s and recognize that you might change your mind and to be smart
4: about it and, you know, free some of them good eggs Mm -hmm. before the... Start, you know, shooting out. I think, pretty smart. I think the stigma is there. F- the younger you are. And I, I feel bad for young women who say that, too, because they're often dismissed. I mean, there are doctors, like reports of multiple doctors who won't give young women hysterectomies because say, they say one day you'll get married and you'll want kids. Or you have to have your husband's permission and they have to, your husband has to sign off on it to get these surgeries. So I think that people do change their minds. And I think some people are trying to protect themselves from down the line being like, well, you made a mistake in your early 20s. But the stigma is there because people don't really understand why you wouldn't want kids because nobody's talking about how hard it is actually raising kids and the financial drain and the mental drain. I mean, I love my kids, but if I'm being honest, it's not something I'd go to my friend who's on the fence and be like, you should totally do this.
0: Yeah, they're a total pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Abby, um, would, would this be something that you would consider doing, like freezing your eggs? Because right now, as we're sitting here right now today, you're very like, I am not having kids, but you're also 26?
3: Yeah, 26. 26. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as Jeanette McCurdy, where it's like, yes, at 26, the, cl- the clock, I don't want to say it's ticking, but I, I recognize that 30 is not so far away. And that's why I think when I was younger, I was more open to the idea of having kids because at 18, I'm like, yeah, having kids is like 12 years from now. I could totally be a mom. Now I'm like mm, four years from now, I'm not sure motherhood is something I'm ready for mm-hmm. at all. And I wish that having the option to wait until you're 40 was available for more women because, sure, Jeanette McCurdy's in a financially stable position to where she has the funds to be able to do this very expensive procedure, but that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now that we're here, let's go. So have, I'm sure you've discussed this with your mom. Does she have feelings about it? Because I'm sure, like, she, she was probably dreaming at one point, oh, I'm going to have grandkids, blah, 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 blah.
3: Yeah, I think so, and I know that she's... She would rather me have kids. I don't think she's one of those moms that's going to give me like a a super hard time about it, like guilt me for years and years to come because I think she does respect my choice. I think she's still disappointed that that's my choice because I think to an extent as a mom, she wants to be able to relate to me in a different way. And I think she sees me becoming a mom as like having another phase of my life to be able to walk with me through. And I think there's some disappointment in never having a baby shower for your daughter and and I understand that on paper that's selfish but I, I understand that like I, I see how she would want to have that part of my life I could see also moms of daughters who've made that choice
1: moms could look at that introspectively and be like why would you not want to do what I did? Was I not a good enough mom to mm. make you want to be one? Oh, I think that gets like deep, deep. Huh. And that could be a possibility of like, like layers there.
0: Like what did I do to turn you off from motherhood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow! But
1: okay. that I mean, but that's obviously that's oh. self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <For> what, per- <laughs> what percentage of your do you think your mom is like, oh, she'll change her mind?
3: Uh, I think she, I think it's probably 40, 60. I think she's like 60%. She won't do it. I think there's a 40%. Mm-hmm. She's under the impression that I'm going to meet someone and that's going to change my mind. So we'll see. We'll see. For more stories, head to show.com. Click e-buzz.
2: Get it. The Bird Show. I
3: think this
0: might be an easy question to answer. Well, Mo, um, so let's say you're having a problem with your parts down there, right? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened to
3: hello, how are you? How was your day? Yes. That escalated quickly.
0: <laughs> it was a terrible dodgeball accident and you got hit down there. That's how it went out. And the things just haven't worked since, right? Um, and they're not gonna work anytime soon. So at what point when you're going on dates do you tell women that, hey, my junk ain't right? <laughs>
1: uh. his junk is right.
0: Oh, it It just
1: doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it's just but it's funny to say that way. Okay, my Um, junk
2: ain't right. And don't save that.
1: Yes, save it.
2: (laughs) I feel like that's a little odd to bring up on the first date because it just may be so unnecessary to even talk about. But I would say if you end up on a second date, that, that 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 insinuates that the person is interested enough in you to wear. I would want to get that out the way now before we go any further. Second is the junk date talk. That's what I'm thinking.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Hmm. How about the rest of
0: you guys? It's not working down there. You're going out on dates. Mm -hmm. When do you tell?
1: I've always, if it has anything to do with that, it would be, I don't have a specific date. I just have like right before you think it's going, like when you think you're about to become intimate. Mm. Like, when you think that it's about to take the next step into the bedroom, that's when you have to let them know.
3: Yeah, I would say when things get a little hot and heavy, press the brakes a little bit and act like it's just all about anticipation. Like, not yet.
0: Not oh, yet. you mean like right as it's about to happen? That's well, when you're no, like, there's but, something I got to say. No, but
3: like when you go home and you're like making out with someone, like, you know, you're on Netflix and chilling, you're on the couch, press the brakes a little bit, be like, no, no, not yet. And then like next time you hang out with them, be like, hey, by the way, there's just something I want to let you know. So like, let it get let it get a little far so they know that you're mm-hmm. like, Not a total prude, and then then you drop the ball. Okay.
2: <laughs> so at the buzzer, basically. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was saying. Abby's well, that's... at the
1: buzzer. I'm more at the beginning of the fourth quarter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay.
0: I think for me Abby's be...
1: sending this, in, this puppy into overtime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get him so close that he's not even going to care. Um, whatever you're about to say, I don't care. You have five penises, I'm in. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: all right, here is Jessica, who is very seriously asking the same question here. Hey, Jessica. Hi, how are you guys? Good. All right. So you had a surgery, which makes doing the do a that's not going to happen.
5: Yep. Um, I unfortunately last May uh, 2022, I was diagnosed with stage three cervical cancer. um, And I did chemo and radiation and uh, internal radiation, which is called brachytherapy. And all of that was unsuccessful. Um so I found out this March that um I had to have what's called an a uh, total pelvic exenteration. Mm. Um which involved the removal of my bladder, most of my colon and all of my female organs including oh. my vagina. Wow. wow. Um I had that in June and I'm beyond ecstatic to say that it been grateful to say that it was successful. Um I am I'm back to my normal life, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that, you know, I'm 37, um, you know, so I still have a lot of my life ahead of me now, sure. but I will, I can't play piano yeah. anymore.
0: Well, first, um, let me say that and, I'm, I'm sorry, you've had to go through all this. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, a, I'm also a very curious person. Did you say that they removed your vagina? Yeah.
5: Yep. Yep. Um, the, uh, the cancer mo- uh, had went, um, cervical cancer can move down to the vaginal walls. And in order to get everything and make sure that it wouldn't come back, they had to remove it, and they actually took a muscle from my leg and used it to close the holes down there. Wow! Um, So there, there is literally there's no access. (laughs) Like there's nothing. Um, So, you know, like I said, I mean, and physical intimacy is really a big part, uh, you know, of a lot of relationships. And I'm not sure how to move forward with dating on that. My mom suggested, uh, you know, a lot of guys have issues with their junk, you know, as Mm -hmm. you were saying, especially as they get older. So you know, if I do online dating, is my headline like got I'm your girl"? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, is that
1: what I lead? do? I lead with that, Do I bring it up later? Like, I you like know, your I'm outlook.
0: You. I do. I I, yeah, your- I, I,
1: I like your outlook on this. <laughs> because, I love your
0: sense of humor about it.
1: Yeah, because I think you yeah. feel just so grateful to be here. Um, Granted, you feel grateful to be here and we're grateful that you're here as well. But obviously what you've endured medically is is quite intense. I mean, it's it's I mean, everything down there is completely different. And as you said, closed up. Um, The mental
0: aspect of it must be really challenging. Also, you know, we've talked to women that have had breast cancer and had to have the mastectomy and how they have feelings about that. So the feeling, uh, the feelings that must be associated when a doctor comes to you and says, we have to remove your vagina must be pretty damn intense.
5: Oh yeah, It, it definitely was. Um, but the, the one thing for me, like the thing that got me through and my focus through everything was I have two daughters and mm. I, whatever it took to get through and be able to watch them grow up was my, Hell that yeah. was my focus. Hell yes. So. Okay.
0: Wow.
1: All right. So now on to how does she tell dudes she can't have sex?
0: Okay. And that's way yeah. above our <laughs> pay grade. So we brought in a professional who's been on with us before. Dr. Brooke Fought. Uh She has a new company called Her MD out of Nashville. Uh, hi, Brooke. Hello.
9: Good morning, guys. Uh, Uh, That's Dr. Brooke.
0: Dr. Brooke. Hello, doctor. Um, (laughs) We always keep it interesting for you. I will say that.
9: Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a great, um, great call in. And I have had patients with this procedure. Um, So I've worked with patients over the years that have um, recovered from a pelvic exoneration and uh, have gone on to have very healthy, successful sex lives. So I'm really excited, number one, to hear that you're doing well. And that also you're at a point where you recognize that this is a healthy part of a, you know, a young woman's, you know, just general life and you deserve to enjoy healthy sexuality.
0: So good for you. So, uh, doctor, yeah. I think her question is at what points have other patients revealed that to potential intimate partners?
9: So let's just acknowledge that there's not a quote, normal human being when it comes to sexuality. (laughs) When we look at like dating apps and so forth, everybody has something. And, um, you know, if you think everybody, somebody's perfect, they're they're probably like a mass murderer or something. But (laughs) all that to say, nobody goes out and says, hey, I have ED, or hey, I have one testicle, or hey, you know, um, I can only achieve orgasm with a vibrator. You know, these are private matters, and it's entirely up to you to make that decision about when and how you tell um, a potential partner. One thing I was thinking, if you feel very uh, confident in just your experience with cancer, maybe making a comment like proud cancer survivor, and just making it as simple as that, so at least it opens up the conversation, Um, and then if it leads into Mm -hmm. the topic of post-cancer sexuality, then so be it, and you can kind of guide that conversation. But I don't think it's necessary to be completely upfront from the get-go because there are lots and lots of ways to be sexually
5: intimate with a partner.
0: How's I really like that. How's that feel for you,
2: Jessica? Good.
5: Yeah, um, I really like that because, like, I am very open about my about what I went through, and um, you know, I, I posted on social media all through my experience because I. One, wanted to raise awareness about cervical cancer, especially in younger women, you know, around my age. And so I really like that idea of, you know, just posting, I'm a proud cancer survivor and letting that kind of lead the way into the conversation. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: Or Jessica, we can take we can take caller number five with Ed right now if you want to. (laughs) Right, this could be your first successful match. I don't think I wasn't
0: thinking that, Abby. No, it's in your favor. This will be the first time we don't get calls on anything. Call us now if you have Ed. And
7: Jessica, let me
9: throw out there: you don't have to have a a male partner with Ed, and this is going to be, I'm sure, a very hot topic to have conversations about later, but. Have you ever heard of outer course, which is something I talk to my patients about a lot?
0: Well, hold on a sec. Let's carve out a couple of seconds here. Uh, outer course. So what, what, what is, are we allowed to talk about outer course on mainstream radio? I have,
9: I think so. Let's I go. determined yes.
0: Yeah, let's go. I'll take the fine. What do we got?
9: <laughs> Essentially, you can use other body parts to mimic the action of penis vagina penetration. Mm-hmm. So the inner thighs, the breast, <laughs> in some cases, even the underarm. Um, A lot of times the intimacy remains the same. The sensation remains comparable. And uh, you can be very sexually active in that regard, in addition to non-penetrative play as well.
3: You can't skip arm day now, Jessica. <laughs> 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 man
2: day. Or leg like a- <laughs> day. <laughs> Make sure you're
1: getting regular pedicures. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you know what, Jessica, at the end of the day, speaking as a guy, it won't matter if it's an arm or a leg or whatever. <laughs> you know what, as long as the job is getting done, we, are, we don't care. It's fascinating. <laughs> it is fascinating. Jessica, does that answer your question? Yeah, that, is, that
5: completely answers my question. I'm really happy that you guys uh, had me on. And this I'm, honestly, this really helped.
0: Look, yeah. you we have didn't go-
5: help. Dr. Burke fought help. For
7: sure. <laughs> yes.
0: And Jessica, you have such a great sense of humor about this. Um, you are not going to have any problem at all finding a dude. I'll tell you what.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate
0: that. And I would definitely shave those armpits. <laughs> like they're going to be working over. So.
1: No, and I'm, I'm generally invested in your story. I think especially just because of your outlook and your determination and your openness and your vulnerability, I'd love to keep in contact with you and just just like check in every now and then to see how the love life is going. Yeah, I, I would love that. Okay, good. All right.
0: You're awesome. Take care now.
1: Thank
5: you. Have a great day.
1: You Thank
0: too. you, doctor. Again, it's Doctor Brooke. Fought her MD in Nashville. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye bye. I, I, I really I, like this show.
2: Are you doing I, right it? now, I just
0: really, really, really like this show. It's the Bird
2: Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.